pleadings, including evidence under Rule 8, Section 1, in drafting of complaint under the new Rules on Civil Procedure, it must not only contain the ultimate facts, but also the evidence which are object and documentary, judicial affidavits or GA, of the witnesses. What if the evidence is immovable? It must be stated in the complaint and later on manifest in the court that the evidence should be subjected to inspection. Reservation of evidence under Rule 18, Section 2, 4. While reservation under the rule is still allowed, it would still be best if the evidence and judicial affidavits are already included during the filing of the complaint. Did this amend or repeal the judicial affidavit rule because under the rule, judicial affidavit should be filed at least five days before the scheduled trial? In effect, yes, because judicial affidavits are now required to be submitted during the institution of the complaint. Reply. General rule is, reply is a prohibited pleading, exception, if the depending party attaches an actionable document to the answer. Rejoinder can be filed provided that there is an actionable document attached to uh, rebut the reply. As to third-party complaint, denied admission where defendant cannot be located within 30 calendar days from grant of such leave. Second, matters extraneous to the issue in the principal case are raised. And third, effect would be to introduce a new and separate controversy into the action. Denial of third-party complaint that is filed separate action under Rule 6, Section 11, Paragraph 2. Affirmative defense, Rule 8, Section 12. This should be stated in the answer. This new rule abolished Rule 16 uh, but included the grounds under Rule 6, Section 5, Paragraph B of Rule 8 uh, or Rule 8, Section 12. Reasons set forth under uh, Rule 6, uh, Section 5B and grounds under Rule 8, Section 12. Failure to raise affirmative defenses at the earliest opportunity shall constitute a waiver. Court shall motoproprio resolve the affirmative defenses within 30 calendar days from the filing of the answer. Reasons under Rule 6, uh, Section 5B. Court may conduct a summary hearing within 15 days or calendar days from the filing of the answer and shall be resolved by the court within 30 calendar days from the termination of the summary hearing. The wisdom behind this is for litigants to forego the filing of the motion to set trial on affirmative defenses. Instead, the court uh, should resolve upon filing of the answer. Affirmative defenses, if denied, shall not be the subject of a motion for reconsideration or petition for uh, CPM. I'm not mistaken, these are prohibited pleading. The reason for not this <coughs> is to not to uh, prolong the uh, trial instead of filing of motion for reconsideration and petition of uh, CPM, wait for judgment and appeal the same in the affiliate court and raise the matters on appeal after a judgment on the merits. In filing an answer, defendant have 30 calendar days to file his respective answer, including the evidence and judicial affidavits needed. The court may grant an extension of another 30 calendar days. Motion to dismiss. While this rule is abolished in the new rules, the same can still be filed within the period to file an answer. The grounds that can only be raised in a motion to dismiss are those non-waivable grounds. General rule, prohibited pleading, exceptions, court has no jurisdiction over the subject matter of the claim, 
there is another action pending between the same parties for the same cause. Cause of action is barred by prior judgment and it is barred by the statute of limitation. Signature. Here, the signature, the lawyer constitutes a certificate that the lawyer has read the pleading and to the best of his or her knowledge, form after an inquiry. If the court found or found out through motion of the other party or motu proprio and after notice and hearing that this rule has been violated, court may impose an appropriate sanction or refer such violation to the proper office for disciplinary action. The wisdom behind this provision is to prevent filing of groundless case against anyone or by using such action or leverage for a settlement. Verification. Still the same as the old rules. Just add the following statements stated under Rule 7, Section 4. Certification of against forum shopping. Is PE and authorization or secretary certificate must be attached to the complaint. Amendments. Amendments by Libu Court. You cannot amend to include cause of action. You cannot amend to confer jurisdiction. And no amendment to conform with the evidence. Extension of time to file an answer. General rule prohibited pleading. Except motion for extension to file answer. And if granted, extended for another 30 calendar days, the only motion for extension the court can allow. Manner of filing. <clears throat> Same can still be filed personally through registered mail. In addition to the conventional filing, it can be filed through accredited courier and electronic means. Accredited courier seek the approval of the court. Once approved, the effect of the filing through accredited courier has the same effect of registered mail. Electronic means. Modes of service, accredited courier, electronic means, change of electronic address or facsimile number, presumptive service, court setting or notice of court setting. The provision provides that lawyers cannot tell the court that they are not notified. This serves as presumption that lawyer and or client is notified of a court's setting if such notice appears on the records to have been mailed at least 20 calendar days prior to scheduled date of hearing if the address is from within the same judicial region of the court where the case is pending or 30 calendar days if outside judicial region. So it is better from time to time to check hearing if no notice from the court is received. Service of judgment and final orders. Upon ex party motion of any party, a copy of the judgment final order or resolution may be served through accredited courier. Conventional service or uh, filing or orders, pleadings, and other documents. This is personal or reg through registered mail only. Summons. Issuance of summons. Within five calendar days from receipt of initiatory pleading and proof of payment of filing fees, clerk of court may issue corresponding summons to the defendant. Who should serve summons? Sheriff should serve the summons. However, plaintiff may be authorized to serve summons to defendant together with the sheriff in case of failure of service of uh, uh, summons by the proper court officers or in cases where summons is to be served outside the judicial region of the court when the case is pending or where the, place is, uh, the case is pending. Misrepresentation on service of summons or by plaintiff later proved that someone was not uh, served, dismissal will prejudice proceedings nullified, plaintiff shall be meted with appropriate sanctions. 
Summons is returned and served on any or all of the defendants. Court shall order the plaintiffs to co-service by any other means available under the rules. Validity of summons and issuance of alias summons. Valid until duly served or unless recalled by the court. Alias summons shall be issued only when summons is lost or destroyed. Substituted service. Same as the old rules with additional service through electronic mail only if allowed by the court or leaving copy if refused entry to officers or homeowners association or condo officers or security officers. Tender. Whenever practicable, serve by handling the defendant uh, and informing uh, that he or she is being served. If refuses to receive, tender by leaving the summons within the view and presence of defendant. Service upon domestic private judicial entity. Service to President, Managing Partner, General Manager, Corporate Trust Secretary, Treasurer, or In-House Counsel. As much as possible, serve uh, in the office to the person above stated. If not possible, wherever they may be found or in their absence or unavailability on their secretaries. Duty of Counsel of Record. If lawyer makes special appearance, the court shall deputize the counsel to serve the summons to client. Motions. Motions in open court is to be resolved immediately. Litigious motions uh, will not prejudice the party. And litigious motions, only the court will set the hearing. Opposition to litigious motions. Prohibited motions, dismissal with prejudice. Pre-trial. Issuance. Pre-trial requirements, waiver of objections, waiver of presentation of evidence. Effect of failure to appear. Before, in the old rules, case will not be dismissed if either the lawyer or client is present. When the case is called, in the new rules, both parties, the lawyer and client, must be present. Presentation of evidence and waiver. Court annex mediation, mandatory after pre-trial. Judicial dispute resolution. If the judge in the court where the case is rappled is still convinced that parties will enter into settlement, judicial uh, dispute resolution will be rappled to another court. Should the judicial the, uh, dispute resolution fail, the records of the case will be returned to the original branch or court uh, it, it is rappled. Then judgment after trial. Depositions pending action and interrogatory to parties upon ex-party motions of a party. Trial. Schedule of trial. Oral offer of exhibits. Action on demurrer to evidence. Order denying the demurrer to evidence shall not be subject of an appeal or petition for CPM before judgment. Actions on motion for judgment on the pleadings and summary judgment. Any action of the court on a motion for judgment on the pleadings or summary judgment shall not be subject of an appeal or petition for CPM. Civil Procedure The law that hears before it condemns. Generally, the courts are passive in the necessary pleading. Uh, there are considerations for stages under the civil procedure. Jurisdiction, which uh, governs the ordinary civil actions and uh, special civil actions. Prior to the first stage, there are modes of discovery and uh, professional remedies. The modes of discovery are under Rules 21 and 23 and 229, while provisional remedies 
activates Rules 57 to Rules 61. Again, there are four stages in the civil procedure, in the court procedure. First stage is the complaint, then the answer, then the issues are enjoined. The second stage where there is pre-trial, the trial and the judgment. The third stage is the post-judgment remedies and the fourth stage is final and executory judgment. This is about the execution of judgment. Merong tatlong pinafile depende kung anong uri ng appeal ang iyong ipafile. Ang notice of appeal na para sa ordinary appeals, ang record of on appeal na para sa mga multiple appeals at special appeal and lastly verified petition for review para naman sa review of appealed cases. So the scenario is from a court ako, you can file an appeal a motion for reconsideration or motion for new trial, file a notice of appeal or record an appeal to the appellate court. Example, from MTC, you can file that appeal to the regional trial court. Then, at the appellate court, uh, you can file motion for reconsideration or new trial uh, as a petition for review, uh, file verified petition for review, to the reviewing court. Example, from the RTC, uh, file a petition for review to the Court of Appeals. Notice of Appeal, Record on Appeal, Verified Petition for Review. Notice of Appeal or Record on Appeal is filed in a court ACU. The court ACU is a court where the judgment is rendered plus appellate fee and lawful fees. An appeal is a matter of right. The court cannot deny if completo casa requirements. In the case of MTC to RTC or RTC to CA, the period is within 15 days from receipt of judgment or order, denying judgment or final order. This is non-extendable. On the other hand, the record on appeal, the period is within 30 days after notice of the judgment or final order. So, receipt of notice and notice uh, between the two notice of appeal, receipt of notice, then and record of appeal, uh, notice of the judgment. <clears> on <throat> notice of appeal, this is applicable on ordinary cases. Sa notice of appeal, kaya ito 15 days lang, uh, mas mababa ang period kasi ang gagawin mo dito, magpal ka lang ng notice. Sulat ka lang ng letter notifying the court ako na mag-appeal ka tapos sila na bahala. Si clerk of court na bahala sa transmittal ng records, eh wala pa kasi. Hindi pa tapos ang buong case. Kaya hindi pa na-transmit ng kompletong records. On the other hand, in the multiple appeals, kaya may record na appeal kasi i-record mo muna ang mga need na ililista sa appeal mo. Pati mga documents at evidence. Why? Kasi hindi pa na-attain with complete finality lahat ng issues sa trial or case. Kapag ang issue mo pa lang ang may judgment, ang ibang issue na sa trial pa. Ire-record mo na lang ang appeal at lahat ng record maiipon sa clerk of court na siya naman bahala mag-transmit sa appellate court. Alimbawa nito are special proceedings, foreclosure, expropriation, and uh, etc. In the verified petition for review, 
submit a verified petition mismo sa Court of Appeals or sa Supreme Court plus pay the docket fees and other lawful fees. In the Court of Appeals, the period is within 15 days from receipt of judgment or final order. This is extendable 15 days plus 15 days with compelling reasons. Sa Supreme Court naman, the period is within 15 days from receipt of uh, judgment or final order. This is extendable 30 days for justifiable reasons. The uh, appellant is called as petitioner while the appealee is also called as the respondent. Second motion for new trial. This is from Section 5, Rule 37. Section 5. Section for new trial. A motion for new trial shall include all grounds then available and those not so included shall be deemed waived. A second motion for new trial based on a ground not existing nor available when the first motion was made may be filed within the time herein provided excluding the time during which the first motion had been pending. No party shall be allowed a second motion for reconsideration of adjustment or final order. In this case, the first motion raised all ground available or the omnibus motion rule. The second motion the ground is not available on the time you file your first notice of new trial. If ground is available, if first motion or in first motion, second motion is a proforma motion. What is the effect of granting the motion for new trial? Under Section 6 of Rule 37, Effect of Granting of Motion for New Trial If a new trial is granted in accordance with the provisions of this rule, the original judgment or final order shall be vacated and action shall stand for trial de novo, but the recorded evidence taken upon the former trial and so far as the same is material and competent to the established or to establish the issues shall be used as the new trial without uh, retaking the same. So, uh, if this is uh, new trial is granted on uh, two different grounds. First is fraud, accident, mistake, and excusable negligence. There is trial de novo. The proceeding will be set aside. When it is grounded on uh, newly discovered evidence, there is trial de novo and admission of the new evidence. If motion for reconsideration is granted, no trial de novo. The court will just simply amend its judgment. No reopening of the case. Partial new trial or motion for reconsideration. <clears throat> Section 7, Rule 37. Section 7, partial new trial or reconsideration. If the grounds for a motion under this rule appear to the court to affect the issues as to only a part or less than all of the matter in controversy, or only one or less than all of the parties to it, the court may order a new trial or grant reconsideration as to such issues if severable without interfering with the judgment or final order upon the rest. One, the first thing to do is enter judgment and second, stay the enforcement until after the motion for new trial is uh, of course uh, ended. Effect of final order for partial new trial under Section 8, Rule 37. Section 8, effect of order for 
partial new trial. When less than all of the issues are ordered uh, retried, the court may either enter a judgment or final order as to the rest or stay the enforcement of such judgment or final order until after the new trial. What is the remedy upon denial of new trial or motion for reconsideration? Section 9. Remedy against order denying a motion for new trial or reconsideration. An order denying a motion for new trial or reconsideration is not appealable. The remedy being an appeal from the judgment or final order. Section 9, Rule 37. The correct remedy is appeal from the judgment. Rule 40. Ordinary appeal from MTC to RTC. Where to appeal? An appeal from a judgment or final order of a municipal trial court may be taken to the regional trial court exercising jurisdiction over the area to which the former pertains. The title of the case shall remain as it was in the court of origin, but the party appealing the case shall be further referred to uh, as the appellant and adverse party as the appealee. When to appeal? An appeal may be taken within 15 days after notice to the appellant of the judgment or final order appealed from. Where a record on appeal is required, the appellant shall file a notice of special of appeal and record on appeal within 30 days after notice of the judgment or final order. The period of appeal shall be interrupted by a timely motion for new trial or reconsideration. No motion for extension of time to file a motion for new trial or reconsideration shall be allowed. How to appeal? The appeal is taken by filing a notice of appeal with the court that rendered the judgment or final order appealed from. The notice of appeal shall indicate the parties to the appeal, the judgment or final order or partner or appealed from, and state the material dates showing the timeliness of the appeal. A record on appeal shall be required only in special proceedings and in other cases of multiple or separate appeals. The form and the contents of the record on appeal shall be as provided in Section 6, Rule 41. Copies of the notice of appeal and the record on appeal where required shall be served on the adverse party. When to appeal? As appeal may be taken within 15 days after notice to the appellant of the judgment or final order appealed from, where a record on appeal is required, the appellant shall uh, file a notice of appeal and a record on appeal within 30 days after notice of the judgment or final order. The period of appeal shall be interrupted by a timely motion for new trial or reconsideration, no motion for extension of time to file a motion for new trial or reconsideration shall be allowed. Now, taking the example from MTC or the trial court, uh, a court a upon receipt of a judgment, uh, 15 days or uh, there is 15 days reglement period to appeal to the RTC as the appellate court. And uh, this is interrupted when there is a motion for reconsideration or motion for new trial. Again. Rule 40. From MTC, a court a coup, appeal to the RTC as the appellate court. Appellant versus appealee in ordinary appeal. From receipt of judgment or final order, 
by the aggrieved party in uh, ordinary cases, file notice of appeal in the clerk of court of the court aku, while in multiple appeals, file record on appeal in the clerk of court of the court of uh, the court aku. Period. In ordinary cases, within 15 days from receipt of the judgment or final order, and it is non or non-extendable, multiple in multiple appears or uh, in uh, file record of appeal within 30 days from receipt of the judgment or final order, and it is extendable, and it is discretionary. As to perfection, filing of notice of appeal and receipt of copy of notice in ordinary cases. While in multiple appeals upon approval of the records on appeal in due time and expiration of the time to appeal of other parties. The perfection is, note, upon perfection, the municipal tariff court or MTC loses jurisdiction over the case. Jurisdiction is transferred to the regional tariff court or RTC. As to payment of appellate fee, payment is not a requisite to the perfection of appeal but kung hindi ka magbayad, clerk of court may refuse to transmit the records so bayad ka para assure na matransmit. The duty of the clerk of court is upon perfection of appeal within 50 days from the perfection of the appeal 1. MTC clerk of court will transfer or transmit the original records together with the transcript and exhibits which he shall certify as complete to the regional tariff court. 2. Copy of transmittal letter shall be furnished or served to the parties. As to the transmittal of uh, records uh, to the appellate court or to the RTC, uh, the process is 1. Upon receipt of the complete records, uh, COC of uh, complete or COC of RTC or clear court of RTC shall notify the parties of such fact. Then, number 2, from receipt of notice by appellant and within uh, 15 days, appellant uh, shall file a memorandum which shall briefly discuss the errors plus uh, the adverse party shall be furnished a copy of uh, the memorandum. Then, from receipt of notice by the appellant's brief uh, within 15 days, appellant may file a memorandum which shall briefly discuss the errors. As to the decision, if nag-file ng memorandum or nag-expire ang period to file appeals memorandum, the case will be submitted for a uh, decision. Now, if the alleged uh, judgment is lack of jurisdiction, if uh, MTC has uh, uh, with jurisdiction but trial is uh, with no merits, the RTC will order MTC to conduct trial. If uh, or the uh, second scenario, if MTC has no jurisdiction at all, then RTC will try the case on merits as if the case was originally filed in RTC. As to trial without merit, if MTC has no jurisdiction but tried the, on merits, the RTC will assume jurisdiction as if the case has been filed for the first time. Ordinary Appeal RTC to CA RTC or the Trial Court is a court aku uh, Ordinary Appeal to the Court of uh, Appeal as the Appellate Court Appellant versus Appealee From receipt of judgment or final order by the aggrieved party in ordinary case, cases file notice of appeal in the clerk of court of the court aku 
in multiple appeals, file record on appeal in the clerk of court of the court aku. Period. Still within 15 days from receipt of the judgment or final order and this is non-extendable on cases of multiple appeals within 30 days from receipt of the judgment or final order and this is extendable and discretionary. As to uh, perfection, the filing of notice of appeal and the receipt of copy of notice by the appealee on ordinary cases in multiple appeals upon approval of the records on appeal in the time and the expiration of the time to appeal or other parties. As to uh, or note, upon perfection, RTC loses jurisdiction over the case. Jurisdiction is transferred to the CA. In ordinary appeal, court does uh, loses jurisdiction over the case. While on the other hand, on uh, multiple appeals, court loses uh, jurisdiction over the subject matter. This is uh, sometimes called as a uh, residual jurisdiction. Payment of appellate fee. Court of appeals may dismiss the appeal for failure of the appellant to pay docket fees and other lawful fees. As to duty of the clerk of court, Upon perfection of appeal within 30 days from the perfection of all the appeals, 1. Clerk of court will uh, verify the correctness and uh, completeness of the records. If incomplete, he or she shall take uh, measures to complete it. 2. Clerk of court shall transmit the records to the court of appeals. 3. Clerk of court of the court ACO to furnish the parties with copies of the letter of transmittal. As to transmittal of uh, records, the rules of procedure in CA can also be found in revised internal rules of CA. Step 1. Upon receipt of the complete records from court ACU, the clerk court of the Court of Appeals shall uh, uh, notify the parties of such fact. Then, from receipt of notice by appealee, uh, within 45 days, appellant shall file his brief plus Appealee shall be furnished a copy of appellant's brief. Extension of time to file brief is not allowed except for good and sufficient cause and only if filed before expiration of 45 days in case of the appellant. If Rule 65, uh, Q42 or Abias Corpus proceeding, a brief must be submitted within non-extendable 30 days period. On the part of the appealee, from receipt of the copy of appellant's brief by uh, the appealee, and within 45 days, the appealee must uh, file his or her brief. Plus, uh, appellant shall be furnished a copy of appealee's brief. From receipt of the copy of appealee's brief, appellant may file a reply brief, answering the points not covered in his appealee's brief. Petition for Review from RTC to CA From trial court, under Rule 40, it is appealed to the RTC as the appellate court. The decision of the appellate court is appeal in view of Petition for Review to the Court of Appeals or CA. Now, the case is entitled Petitioner versus Respondent. Petition for Review File a verified petition for review with CA plus petition shall furnish a copy to RTC and the respondent. Period. Within 15 days from receipt of the judgment or final order, 
plus 15 days extendable and another 15 days extendable if you have compelling reasons as to perfection upon timely filing of petition for review and payment of docket fee by the appellant and upon expiration of time to appeal by other parties. Payment of appellate fee. Non-payment of docket fees shall result to automatic dismissal of the petition. The court loses jurisdiction over the case. Period for residual jurisdiction. CA may dismiss the appeal for failure of the appellant to pay docket fees and other lawful fees. Kinds of judgment. Cases that are not immediately executory. Appeal shall stay the judgment, thus execution is a matter of right and cannot be proceeded. While, if cases that are immediately executory, example summary judgment, apply or move for temporary restraining order or TRO, so judgment shall uh, stay. Court of Appeals, whether to give due course. Uh, uh, first, either deny petition or give due course to the petition. The RTC to transmit records, CA may set the case for oral argument, submit memoranda within 15 days from receipt of notice giving the course to the petition. The case shall be deemed submitted for decision upon the filing of the last pleading or memorandum required by these rules or by the Court of Appeals. What are the requirements for petition for review? 1. Petition must be verified. 2. The petition must set forth uh, concisely the following statement of matters involved, specific material dates, issues raised, specifications of errors or of facts and law, and uh, arguments. Third, accompanied with the records or the judgment of both the MTC and RTC courts. Fourth, certificate of forum shopping, strict compliance or the substantial compliance will not uh, suffice. And five, uh, filing of uh, payment of uh, docket fees. Failure to comply with the requirement is a ground for dismissal. Appeals from the Court of Tax Appeals or CTA and quasi-judicial agencies to the Court of Appeals. Rule 43, Petitioner versus Respondent. From BIR, Customs or DTI, Petition for review no, as appeal to the CTA and from quasi-judicial auto, uh, authorities or bodies uh, uh, appeal by via petition for review to the Court of Appeals. How to file? File a verified petition for review with the Court of Appeals or Court of Tax Appeal or CTA plus petitioner shall furnish a copy to quasi-judicial authorities. Period. Within 15 days from receipt of the judgment or final order, plus 15 days extendable only, or plus 15 days if there is compelling reason. Perfection. Upon timely filing of uh, petitions for review and uh, payment of docket fees by the petitioner, payment of docket fees and other legal fees, quasi-judicial authorities loses jurisdiction over the case. Period for residual jurisdiction. Court of Appeals or Court of Tax Appeal may dismiss the appeal for failure of the appealant to pay docket fees and other lawful fees. Judgment. Kinds. Cases that are uh, not immediately executory, appeal shall stay the judgment. Thus, execution as a matter of right cannot be proceeded. While, if cases 
that are immediately executory, example, summary judgment, apply or move for temporary restraining order, so judgment shall stay. Court of Appeals or Court of Tax Appeals or Tax Appeals to give due course. Comments. Within 10 days from notice of respondent, file a comment or expiration to file a comment. Effect. Deny petition if case has no merit and give due course to the petition if the case has merit. Give due course to the petitions. Quasi-judicial authorities to transmit records within 15 days from notice that the petition is given due course. Court of Appeals or Court of Tax Appeals may set the case for oral argument, submit memoranda within 15 days from receipt of notice giving due course to the petition, the case shall be deemed submitted for decision upon the filing of the last pleading or memorandum required by these rules or by the Court of Appeals. <clears throat> Appeal by certiorari to the Supreme Court from RTC as petition for review, from CA also as petition for review, from CTA also petition for review, and from Saligan Bayan also petition for review to the Supreme Court. On the case of RTC, criminal case with a penalty of reclusion perpetua to death. How, when to file? File verified petition for review with the Supreme Court plus petitioner shall furnish a copy to the lower court, RTC, CA, CTA, or Sangriang, uh, or Sandigan Bayan, period. Within 15 days from receipt of the judgment or final order plus 30 days extendable only for justifiable reasons as to perfection upon timely filing of petition for review and payment of docket fees by the petitioner, payment of docket fees and other legal fees, lower court loses jurisdiction over the case, wherein there is period for residual jurisdiction. Supreme Court may dismiss the appeal for failure of the appealant to pay docket fees and other lawful fees. <clears throat> Judgment. Kinds of judgment. When cases that are not immediately executory, appeals shall stay the judgment, thus execution as a matter of right cannot be proceeded. While, on the other hand, cases that are immediately executory, example summary judgment, apply or move for temporary restraining order or TRO, so judgment shall stay. Supreme Court then to give due course. Respondent may be called to give comments or the, the, the effect is deny the petition if the case has no merit or give due course to the petition if the case has merit. Give due course to the petition court to transmit records within 15 days from notice that the petition is given due course. Court of Appeals or Court of Tax Appeals may set the case for Oral argument, submit memoranda within 15 days from receipt of notice giving the due course to the petition. The case shall be deemed submitted for decision upon the filing of the last pleading or memorandum required by the rules of court or by the Supreme Court. Post-judgment remedies. So ito ang remedies after ibigay ni judge ang final decision sa isang kaso at the... Court Aku, ang malagang dapat tandaan sa post-judgment remedies ay ang reglamentary period of 15 days to appeal 
Kailan ito mag-start at kailan matatapos? Kailan din ito ma-interrupt at ano ang rules ba tayo dito? Ang unang pwedeng gawin after ibigay ang final decision is to file a motion for reconsideration or new trial. Magkaiba ang grounds ng motion for reconsideration and new trial. Next is ordinary appeals na ang iyong ipapile is either notice of appeal or record on appeal at ang last is the petition for review sa reviewing court up until uh, it will come up to the Supreme Court uh, petition for uh, uh, appeal for certiorari under Rule 45. Grounds for new trial and motion for reconsideration. Within the period for taking an appeal, the aggrieved party may uh, move uh, the trial court to set aside the judgment or final order and grant a new trial for one or more of the following cases materially affecting the substantial rights of said party. A. Fraud, accident, mistake, or excusable negligence which ordinary prudence could not have uh, guarded against uh, and by reason of which such a great party has probably been uh, impaired of his rights or B. Newly discovered evidence which he could not with reasonable diligence have discovered and produced in uh, uh, at the trial and which if presented would probably alter the result. Within the same period, uh, the agreed party may also uh, uh, move for reconsideration upon uh, the grounds that the damages awarded are excessive, that the evidence is insufficient to justify the decision or final uh, order, or that the uh, decision or uh, final order is uh, contrary to law. Let's discuss the uh, grounds for new trial, fame. These are one, fraud, frauds which is extrinsic. There are two types of fraud, extrinsic and intrinsic fraud. Extrinsic refer to type of fraud which prevented the party from having a trial, while intrinsic uh, fraud is based on acts of the party in litigation during the trial, such as forging of instrument or perjured uh, testimony. Let us discuss uh, the grounds, new trial and motion for reconsideration as to grounds. New trial has fame, fraud, accident, mistake, and excusable negligence, or newly discovered evidence, while in motion for reconsideration, the grounds are damages awarded are excessive, second, evidence is insufficient to justify the decision, and third, decision is contrary to law. As to second motion, in new trial, the grounds is also, again, fame. Fraud, accident, mistake, and excusable negligence as well as newly discovered evidence. While in motion for reconsideration, the grounds for second motions are second motion from the same party is prohibited, pro forma, or this is called as pro forma motion, and second motion is an interlocutory order may be allowed. If granted the effects are under the new trial, the original judgment will be vacated and the case will stand for trial de novo, which means or means that there will be a new trial. On a motion for reconsideration, the court will amend the judgment.
if the motion is granted. While as to availability, on new trial available even on appeal but only on the ground of newly discovered evidence. While in motion for reconsideration as to availability, available both in trial and appeal. On summary procedure, both are prohibited motions under summary procedure. What is extrinsic fraud? Agreed party was misled by the adverse party or the agreed party was prevented by the adverse party from going to court. Second ground accident under fame or this is caused by something unforeseen. Third mistake. Client is bound by the mistakes of his lawyers but one cannot file a motion for new trial on the ground of mistake of one's lawyer. The only exception is equity such when the lawyer is grossly incompetent or negligence. Other grounds under fame, excusable negligence. This is case-to-case -case basis, priority of business shall weigh. The standard of care required of a party is that which an ordinary prudent man bestowed or bestows on his important business. There are things you cannot afford to forget. As to newly discovered evidence, one cannot discover the evidence even with exercise of due diligence. Discovered after trial that could not be discovered even with due diligence, if admitted, would probably alter the results or decision. Contents and notice. For motion for reconsideration, one must convince the court that the decision is wrong. In your motion, point out what findings is not supported by evidence, what conclusion is contrary to law. Point it clearly and specifically. If, uh, if with or without reference or exhibits, the motion shall be a pro forma motion. Distinction between motion for new trial uh, under fame and uh, newly discovered evidence. In fame, affidavit of merits which uh, recites the uh, nature and character of fame on which the motion is based. Recite your meritorious uh, cause of action without affidavit of merit, defective affidavit of merit. The motion for new trial is a pro forma motion. As to newly discovered evidence, Newly discovered evidence shall be supported with affidavits of the witnesses. Without affidavits of witnesses, the motion for new trial is a pro forma motion. What is pro forma motion? The effect. Reglamentary period is not told. Action upon motion. Section 1 of uh, Rule 37 or Section 3. Action upon motion for new trial or reconsideration. The trial court may uh, set aside the judgment or final order and grant a new trial upon such term uh, or may be just or may deny the uh, motion if the court finds the, that the excessive damages have been awarded or that the judgment uh, or final order is contrary to the, uh, to the evidence or law, uh, it may amount such judgment or final uh, order or it may amend such judgment or final order accordingly. Resolution of motion. A motion for new trial or reconsideration shall uh, be uh, received uh, within or resolved within 30 days from the time it is uh, submitted for resolution. 30 days to resolve. Recon from the time it is submitted for resolution. 
remedies before judgment becomes final and executory. Appeals from quasi-judicial authorities under Rule 43, quasi-judicial authorities to the CA, then under Rule 44, uh, from quasi-appeals from or from uh, CA to the Supreme Court. Next, petition for review. Rule 42, from RTC to the CA as the reviewing court. Then, ordinary appeals from RTC to CA, Rule 41, as an appellate court. Uh, the CA is an appellate court. And uh, uh, RT or MTC under Rule 40 to the RTC, MTC as a court, uh, court ACU, ordinary appeal. to the RTC. On the other hand, remedies after judgment becomes final and executory. We discussed before judgment becomes final and executory. Now, after judgment becomes final and executory. Petition for relief from judgment under Rule 38. Annulment of judgment or final orders and resolutions under Rule 47. Certiorari under Rule 65. and uh, collateral attack on jurisdiction. Final order. Disposes of the matter of the principal action in its entirety, either the whole case or particular matter, leaving nothing mere to do but to enforce the execution. It is appealable, must clearly and distinctly state the law and facts on which it is based. What is interlocutory order? It does not disposes the matter in its entirety. It is not appealable. The remedy is certiorari under Rule 65. And there is no need to comply. Immediately executory final orders. Summary proceedings. Small claims. Unlawful detainer. Forcible entry. Compromise agreements. And awards by government agencies. Not immediately executory final orders are not appealable. The remedy is certiorari under Rule 65. Actions Actions based on subject matter Real action Actions affecting title to or possession of real property or an interest therein Personal action One which is not founded upon the privacy of real rights or real property Action based on permissible venue. Local action. Action is brought in a particular place in the absence where the property is located. Transitory action. Action is brought where the parties reside. Actions based on the binding effect of the relipso. In rem. Directed to the rest seeking to bind any person who may have interest. Example, petition for adoption, correction of interest and birth certificate, annulment or nullity of merits. In rem or in personam action, directly against particular person to make him personally liable. Example, collection for sum of money, unlawful detainer, possible entry, action for specific performance. Quasi in rem, directed against particular persons and the purpose of the action is to subject his interest in a property to a corresponding lien or obligation. Example, attachment, foreclosure of mortgage, action for partition, action for Accounting Cause of action Act or omission by which a party violates the rights of another 
right of action, right to a relief granted by law, failure to state cause of action, insufficiency or insufficiency of the pleading, remedy is alleged in the answer as an affirmative defense, lack of cause of action, evidence does not prove the cause of action alleged in the pleading, remedy is to file a demurrer to evidence. Test of sufficiency of cause of action. Can the court render a valid judgment in accordance with the prayer? Effect of splitting cause of action. The filing of one suit or judgment upon the merits of any one suit is a ground for the dismissal of the others. Remedy is motion to dismiss, litis pendential or res judicata, or file an answer using the grounds as affirmative defense. Conditions for joinder of action 1. The party must comply with the rules on joinder of parties. Right of relief arises from same transaction, common question of law or fact. 2. Shall not include special civil action or actions governed by special rules. 3. If joinder pertains to different venues, it may be allowed in the regional trial court provided one of the causes of action fall within the jurisdiction of the court and the venue lies therein. 4. Totality rule. This is exclusive of the interest and costs. Misjoinder of cause of action is not a ground for dismissal. Remedy is, it may on motion or party or moto proprio be severed and proceeded with separately. Jurisdiction versus venue. Jurisdiction, authority to hear and determine a case. Venue, a place where the case is to be instituted. Pleadings. These are the written statements of the respective claims and defenses. General rule need not be under oath, verified, or accompanied by a believed exception when otherwise specifically required by law or rule. How pleadings are verified? By an affidavit of an affiant duly authorized to sign said verification. What should be alleged? 1. Not filed to harass. 2. Factual allegations have evidentiary support. And 3. Allegations are true and correct based on his or her personal knowledge or based on authentic documents. Verification is only formal and not jurisdictional. Requirement or uh, uh, the courts may simply order the correction of the pleadings. Verification is required for the following. Under Rule 41, 42, 43, 45, 47, 58, 59, 61, 64, 65, 66, 70, and 71 rules. 2. Answer contesting the genuineness of an actionable document. 3. Summary procedure. 4. Small claims cases. Forum shopping. Three ways of committing forum shopping. When there is one litis pendentia, two, res judicata, and third, splitting causes of action. Certificate against forum shopping. Certification under oath in the complaint or other initiatory pleading or in a sworn certification annexed thereto and simultaneously filed therewith. 1. That the plaintiff or principal party has not therefore commenced any action or filed any claim involving the same issues in any court, tribunal, or quasi-judicial agency and, to the best of his knowledge, no such other action or claim is pending therein. Second. 
that if there is such other pending action or claim, a complete statement of the present status thereof, and third, that if he should thereafter learn that the same or similar action or claim has been filed or is pending, he shall report the fact within five calendar days therefrom to the court wherein uh, uh, his opposite complaint or uh, initiatory pleading has been filed under Rule 7, Section 5. The following are considered initiatory pleadings, original civil complaint, counterclaim, cross-claim, third, fourth, etc., party complaint, example, complaint in intervention and any other petition or application wherein a party asserts his claim for relief. Motion, application for relief other than by a pleading. Ultimate facts cannot be stricken down without leaving the statement of the cause of action insufficient. Evidentiary facts necessary for the determination of ultimate facts. Test of sufficiency of facts. Facts which are necessary for determination of ultimate facts. Answer. Pleading in which defendant sets forth his or her defenses. A. Negative defenses. Specific denial. Negative or negative pregnant. Denial, pregnant with an admission of substantial facts. General denial, deemed admission of affirmance. Affirmative defenses, in bold letters, may be raised at any time, subject only to estoppel and laxes. In red text, court may conduct summary hearing. Statute of limitations, payment, illegality, discharge and bankruptcy, estoppel, release, statute of frauds, other matters by way of uh, confession and avoidance, former recovery, and fraud. Lack of jurisdiction over the subject matter, litis pendentia, res judicata. That the court has no jurisdiction over the person of the defending party, that venue is improperly laid, the plaintiff has no legal capacity to sue, that the pleading asserting the claim states no cause of action, and that a condition precedent for filing the claim has not been complied with. General Rule the court shall moto proprio resolve the affirmative defenses within 30 calendar days from the filing of the answer. Exception for affirmative defenses in Section 5, Paragraph B of Rule 6, the court may conduct a summary hearing within 15 calendar days from the filing of the answer. Such affirmative defenses shall be resolved by the court within 30 days from termination of summary hearing. Test to determine whether a counterclaim is compulsory or not. One, are the issues of facts and law of the claim and counterclaim largely the same? Answer is yes. Second, would res judicata bar a subsequent uh, suit on defendant's claim absent the compulsory counterclaim rule? Answer is yes. Third, same evidence. Yes. Four, logical or logical relation between claim and counterclaim. Yes. All yes equal compulsory counterclaim. Compulsory counterclaim arises out of, is necessarily connected with the transaction that is the subject matter of the opposing party's claim, not an initiatory pleading, no need to be accompanied by caps, barred, if not set up in the action. Permissive uh, counterclaim, initiatory pleading should have caps, docket fees or certificate of forum shopping, I mean, docket fee must be paid and not barred even if not set up in the action. Order of default. 
issued by the court on plaintiff's motion and at the start of the proceedings for failure of the defendant to file his responsive pleading. This is interlocutory. Effect. Defendant loses his standing in court and only entitled to receive notice of subsequent proceedings. As to relief, party in default may file if before judgment motion to leave order of default that the failure to answer was due to fraud, accident, mistake, or excusable negligence and that the party declared in default has a meritorious defense. Motion for reconsideration of the order denying the motion to set aside order of default. If motion for reconsideration is denied, there is no remedy left because such order is interlocutory unless there is a grave abuse of discretion. Rule 65. If there is grave abuse of discretion. Judgment by default. Judgment rendered by the court on the basis of the complaint or after receiving plaintiff's evidence when the defendant was declared in default. This is final and appealable. Remedies. Motion for reconsideration, motion for new trial, petition for relief from judgment, and petition for annulment of judgment. What is filing? The act of submitting the pleading or paper to the court. Manner. Personal, registered, accredited cour uh, courier, electronic means. Keyword is prae. Service. Is the act of providing a party with a copy of the pleading or any other court submission? Manner. Personal, service by mail, substituted service, electronic means, presumptive service. Keyword is PMSE. Period of filing pleadings. For answer to a complaint, third, fourth party complaint within 30 days after the service of summons unless dependent period picks by court. Additional period of not more than 30 days. Defendant is allowed to file one motion for extension to file an answer. Answer to amended complaint within 30 calendar days after being served with amended complaint. If not as a matter of right, 15 calendar days from notice of the order admitting the same. Answer to a complaint in intervention within 15 calendar days. Reply Within calendar days, answer to cross-claim or counter-claim within 20 calendar days from service, answer to a supplementary complaint within 20 calendar days, answer of the defendant foreign probate juridical entity with resident agent within 30 calendar days, no resident agent but has agent, director or trustee within 30 calendar days, if no resident agent, director, trustee within 60 calendar days. Answer to complaint on summary procedure within 10 days from service of summon. Omnibus motion rule. All available objections be included in a party's motion, otherwise said objections shall be deemed waived, and the only grounds the court could take cognizance of even if not pleaded are 1. Lack of subject matter jurisdiction 2. Litis pendentia 3. Res judicata 4. Prescription. What are prohibited motions? 1. Motions or motion to dismiss except for lack of subject matter jurisdiction, litis pendentia, res judicata, and prescription. 2. Motion to hear affirmative defenses. 3. Motion for reconsideration of the court's action on affirmative defense. 4. Motion to suspend proceedings without a temporary listening order or injunction issued by higher court. 5. 
motion for extension to file pleadings, affidavits, or papers, except motion for extension to file answer. 6. Motion for postponement intended for delay except acts of God, force major, physical inability of a witness. Dismissal with prejudice, one made by the court after adjudication on the merits. Remedy, appeal under Rule 41. Dismissal without prejudice. Remedy, special action, Rule 65. Rule 40, Section 8. If dismissal was made in the inferior court and it was due to lack of jurisdiction over the subject matter, the remedy of appeal may be taken. What is to dismissal rule? Plaintiff has twice dismissed the action based on or including the same or including or involving the same claim in a court of competent jurisdiction. Cannot be refiled the claim because of res judicata or the dismissal with prejudice. Pre-trial is a procedural device intended to clarify and limit the basic issues between the parties when conducted. After the last responsive pleading has been served and filed, the Club of Court shall issue within five calendar days from filing a notice of pre-trial which shall be set not less than 60 calendar days from the filing of the last responsive pleading. After pre-trial and after issues are joined, the court shall refer the, the party to mandatory court annex mediation which shall not exceed 30 calendar days without further extension. Judicial dispute resolution. Only if the judge to which the case is originally raffled is convinced that the settlement is still possible, the case may be referred to another court for judicial dispute resolution. Modes of discovery. Deposition pending action and deposition before action or pending appeal. How? Oral examination or written interrogatories. For pending action, upon ex parte motion. Before action or pending appeal, file a verified petition in the court of the place of the residence of any expected adverse party. A deponent may be examined regarding any matter which is relevant to the subject of the pending action. What are the purpose for which a deposition may be used? A. Any deposition may be used by any party for the purpose of contradicting or impeaching the testimony of the deponent as a witness. B. The deposition of a party or of anyone who at the time of taking the deposition was an officer, director, or managing agent of a public or private corporation, partnership, or association which is a party may be used by an adverse party for any purpose. C. The deposition of a witness, whether or not a party, may be used by any party for any purpose if the court finds 1. That the witness is dead or 2. That the witness resides at a distance more than 100 kilometers from the place of trial or hearing or is out of the Philippines unless it appears that his or her absence was procured by the party offering the deposition or 3. That the witness is unable to attend or testify because of age sick or sickness, infirmity, or imprisonment, or four, that the party offering the deposition has been unable to procure the attendance of the witness by subpoena, or five, upon application and notice that such exceptional circumstances exist as to make it desirable in the interest of justice and with due regard to the importance of presenting the testimony of witnesses orally in open court to allow the deposition to be used. And back to D. If only 
part of the deposition is offered in evidence by a party, the adverse party may require him or her to introduce all of it which is relevant to the part introduced, and any party may introduce any other parts. Written interrogatories. Upon ex-party motion, any party desiring to elicit material and relevant facts from any adverse parties shall file and serve upon the latter written interrogatories to be answered by the party reserve or, if the party served is a public or private corporation or a partnership or association, by any officer thereof competent to testify in its behalf. Request for admission at any time after issues have been joined, a party may file and serve upon any other party a written request for the admission by the latter of the genuineness of any material and relevant document described in and exhibited with the request or of the truth of any material and relevant matter of fact set forth in the request. Production or inspection of documents or things. Upon motion of any party, showing good cause, therefore, the court in which an action is pending may a. Order any party to produce and permit the inspection and copying or photographing by or on behalf of the moving party of any designated documents, papers, books, accounts, letters, photographs, objects, or tangible things not privileged which constitute or contain evidence material to any matter involved in the action and which are in his or her possession, custody, or control or b. Order any party to permit entry upon designated land or other property in his or her possession or control for the purpose of inspecting, measuring, surveying, or photographing the property or any designated relevant object or operation thereon. The order shall specify the time, place, and manner of making the inspection and taking copies and photographs and may prescribe such terms and conditions as are just. Physical and mental examination of persons. The order for examination may be made only on motion for good cause shown in upon notice to the party to be examined and to all other parties and shall specify the time, place, manner, conditions, and scope of the examination and the person or persons by whom it is to be made. Refusal to comply with modes of discovery. Refusal to answer oral or written interrogatories. Application to compel refusing party to answer is granted. Refusal to answer is without substantial justification. Court may require the refusing party to pay the proponent the amount of the reasonable expenses. Application denied filed without justification. Proponent pays the refusing party the reasonable fees. Refusal to answer designated questions. Refusal to produce documents submit to physical or mental examinations, matters regarding which the questions were asked or any other designated facts shall be taken to be established for the purposes of the action in accordance with the claim of the party obtaining the order. Refusing to allow the disobedient party to support or oppose designated claims or defenses or prohibiting him or her from introducing in evidence designated documents or things or items of testimony or from introducing evidence of physical or mental condition, striking out pleadings or parts thereof or staying further proceedings until the order is obeyed or dismissing the action or proceeding or any part thereof or rendering adjustment by default against the disobedient party. In lieu of any of the foregoing orders or in addition thereto, an order directing the arrest of any party or agent of a party for disobeying any of such orders except an order to submit to a physical or mental examination. Refuse to be sworn. 
we have to be declared in contempt, refusal to admit or serve a sworn denial, admission by adverse party, if genuineness of document or truth of such matter is proven, the other party may be required by the court to pay the requesting party reasonable fees. Failure of the party to attend or serve answer to written interrogatories, strike out the all or any parts of the pleading of the disobedient party, dismiss the action, enter a judgment by default against the disobedient party in its discretion, order payment of reasonable fees. Trial the initial presentation of plaintiff's evidence shall be set not later than 30 calendar days after the termination of the pre-trial conference. Plaintiff shall be allowed to present its evidence within a period of 3 months or 90 calendar days, which shall include the date of the judicial dispute resolution, if necessary. The initial presentation of defendant's evidence shall be set not later than 30 calendar days after the court's ruling on plaintiff's formal offer of evidence. The defendant shall be allowed to present its evidence within a period of 3 months or 90 days or calendar days. The period for the presentation of evidence on the third, fourth, etc. party claim, counterclaim, or cross-claim shall be determined by the court, the total of which shall in no case exceed 90 calendar days, and if deemed necessary, the court shall set the presentation of the parties' respective rebuttal evidence, which shall be completed within a period of 30 calendar days. B. The trial dates may be shortened depending on the number of witnesses to be presented, provided that the presentation of evidence of all parties shall be terminated within a period of 10 months or 300 calendar days. If there are no third port, etc. party claim, counterclaim, or cross-claim, the presentation of evidence shall be terminated within a period of 6 months or 180 calendar days. C. The court shall decide and serve copies of its decision to the parties within a period not exceeding 90 calendar days from the submission of the case for resolution with or without memoranda. Trial shall be held from Monday to Thursday and court shall call the cases at exactly 8.30 a.m. and 2 p.m. pursuant to Administrative Circular Number 3-99. Hearing on motion shall be held on Fridays pursuant to Section 8 of Rule 15. The more to evidence. After the plaintiff has completed the presentation of his or her evidence, the defendant may uh, move for dismissal on the ground that upon the facts and the law, the plaintiff has shown no right to relief. If his or her motion is denied, he or she shall have the right to present evidence. If the motion is granted but on appeal, the order of dismissal is reversed, he or she shall be deemed to have waived the right to present evidence. The order denying the demurrer to evidence shall not be subject of an appeal or petition for certiorari, prohibition or mandamus before judgment. Judgment on the pleadings Answer fails to tender an issue or otherwise admits material allegations based solely on the pleadings. Summary judgments. No genuine issue as to existence of material fact based on pleadings, depositions, and admissions. Judgments, final orders, and entry thereof. A judgment or final order determining the merits of the case shall be in writing personally and directly prepared by the judge, stating clearly and distinctly the facts and the law on which it is based, signed by him, and filed with the clerk of the court. Post-judgment remedies. 
motion for new trial on grounds of NPMN, fraud, accident, mistake, excusable negligence, and or newly discovered evidence. Motion for reconsideration due to excessive damages awarded, insufficient evidence, decision contrary to law, relief from judgment, orders, or other proceedings. When a judgment or final order is entered or any other proceeding is thereafter taken against a party in any court through fraud, accident, mistake, or excusable negligence, he may file a petition in such a court and in the same case praying that the judgment, order, or proceeding be set aside. Period 60 days after the petitioner learns of the judgment, not more than 6 months after such judgment was entered. Annulment of judgment or final orders and resolutions. Available when the ordinary remedies of new trial, appeal, petition for relief, or other appropriate remedies are no longer available through no fault of the petitioner. Filed in RTC in case of judgment of final orders of MTC. Filed in CE in case of final judgment of RTC. Grounds. Extrinsic fraud must be filed within four years and for lack of jurisdiction, before the action is barred by estoppel or latches. Execution, Satisfaction, and Effect of Judgment A final and executory judgment or order may be executed on motion within five years from the date of its entry, after the lapse of such time, and before it is barred by the statute of limitations, a judgment may be enforced by action. The revived judgment may also be enforced by motion within five years from the date of its entry and thereafter by action before it is barred by the statute of limitations. Property exempt from execution. Except as otherwise expressly provided by law, the following property and no other shall be exempt from execution. A. The judgment of Ligor's family home as provided by law or the homestead in which he resides and land necessarily used and connection therewith. B. Ordinary tools and implements personally used by him in his trade, employment, or livelihood. C. Three horses or three cows or three carabaos or other beast of burden, such as the judgment of Ligormi select necessarily used by him in his ordinary occupation. D. His necessary clothing and articles for ordinary personal use, excluding jewelry. E. Household furniture and utensils necessary for housekeeping and used for the purpose by the judgment of Ligor in his family such as the judgment of Ligor may select or of a value not exceeding 100,000 pesos. F. Provisions for individual or family use sufficient for four months. G. The professional libraries and equipment of judges, lawyers, physicians, pharmacists, dentists, engineers, surveyors, clergymen, teachers, and other professionals not exceeding 300,000 pesos in value. It's one fishing boat and accessories not exceeding the total value of 100,000 pesos owned by a fisherman and by the local use of which he earns his livelihood. I. So much of the salaries, wages, or earnings of the judgment of Ligor for his personal services within the four months preceding the levy as are necessary for the support of his family. G. Lettered gravestones. Key. Monies, benefits, privileges, or annuities accruing or in any manner growing out of any life insurance. L. The right to receive legal support or money or property obtained as such support 
or any pension or gratuity from the government and properties specially exempted by law. But no article or species of property mentioned in this section shall be exempt from execution issued upon a judgment recovered for its price or upon a judgment of foreclosure of a mortgage thereon.